Johnny, are you wearing a Cubs hat on Locked on Angels? Hey, I'm just getting ready to be traded. I mean, we're talking trades in the trade simulator today, so anything could happen. I could end up on Locked on Cubs. <laughs> we are talking trades today. The viable, reasonable, logical trades that will help our teams. Trades that our Locked on Angel listeners actually suggested. We're going to run them through the trade simulator and see what happens. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked on Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, Jonathan, yes. The angel hat needs to be on. The Cubs hat needs to be off. Thanks for making (laughs) Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Every show is free and available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And those watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for being here with us for this episode of Locked on Angels, where it's your team every single day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, aka the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Hey, we want to give a shout out to Tommy Woods on Instagram for making us his first listen of the day. He listens to us on the way to school. Thank you, Tommy. Mike, we're lifelong fans of this team. And we're very excited to talk about some trade scenarios that Locked on Angels viewers and listeners have suggested. Yeah. And we're going to see if they're actually viable trades. And the first trade that we're going to get to is Ahmed Rosario, somebody that you and I are big fans of. He's a great shortstop, a good defensive shortstop as well, which is going to be helpful in this year where the shift is going away. So things are going to look a little bit different. He's also got a great bat too. So he would be... A great selection for the Angels if the Guardians were willing to give him up. I know that you did a little bit of machinery. You you put some names into the, uh, <laughs> yes, the trade did. simulator machine. Now, here's the thing about the trade simulator. The MLB trade simulator kind of takes into account somebody's contract, the remaining years that they have, their potential for being an impact player in the future. And so MLB trade values kind of generates a number. And yeah. well, you know, it can be hit or miss. It's still a fun experiment to go through because sometimes you just need to know what's it going to take to get a certain player. And so I think this exercise today will be very interesting. Why don't you talk about Ahmed Rosario? All right. So if we were going to trade for Ahmed Rosario, his medium trade value is 5.3. So in the trade simulator, you need to find a number that's close to that for the trade to be accepted. If you don't get close to that, then the trade simulator gets upset with you. It tells you that that's an overpay or a major overpay. <laughs> or what were you say, thinking? Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it, it, it does get mad at you. I'm being very serious. And so uh, Ahmad Rosario has a 5.3 medium trade value. So we need wait, it to wait, find. Wait, wait, wait. Can I yeah. get all English major on you? I believe yes. it's median trade value, Michael. <laughs> Not Shut medium. <laughs> Listen, your birthday was yesterday. We are not celebrating you anymore. Median all right? trade value. Median. All right. I guess. Whatever. Okay. I'm a pastor. Take your salvation away. Um, <laughs> okay. So we had to find three players that would find the median trade value of 5.3. And so we selected these three players, John. Errol Vera who mm-hmm. is actually somebody that is pretty prominent in the minor leagues for the mm-hmm. Halos. He's the 18th overall prospect. His estimated arrival in Major League Baseball is 2024, 
and he's a shortstop. And we've mm-hmm. been talking a lot about shortstops. I wonder if Zach Neto is going to be the guy that stops all of these guys from arriving. Mm-hmm. But he actually has a he's he's got a great value to him. And we needed to add a couple other players to this to get to where we needed to make this trade. And so mm-hmm. I added Michael Stefanik, who has played in the majors, and he really is a guy that I think needs a shot. Mm-hmm. And with all the moves that the Angels have made to shore up the depth in the middle infield, I don't think Stefanik is going to sniff the major leagues this year. Yeah. So I think he's yeah. actually a really good player to put in here. And then I threw in Tucker Davidson, and here's Interesting. why. Okay. He is uh, a guy who reminds me of Griffin Canning, even though mm-hmm. he's a lefty and Canning's a righty. And I, I think that Davidson is probably not going to be a guy that's going to be with this team for too long. And mm. I think we got to get some value for him because we did trade Rysel and Tucker was a part of that trade. And so I, I think we got to get some value for him. So I threw him in this trade as well. Now here's the number that the trade simulator came up with throwing in Errol Vera, Michael Stefanik and Tucker Davidson 3.3. Hmm. So I, I I gave it a whirl and I clicked accept trade and it accepted it. It actually said wow. that this is a good trade huh. for the Angels to make and for the Guardians to make. And so I throw it to you. Is this a good trade? If these were the names and these were the players, should the Angels make this move? Well, first of all, I would definitely make this move to get a year of Ahmed Rosario. I know Errol Vera is somebody to be excited about. However... I think it's important to remember that Zach Neto is waiting in the wings. Yep. We just made some more middle infield moves around, and we don't know what we're going to get out of Levon Soto, who's also a good prospect with the Angels and got some playing time at the end of last season. But we need Ahmed Rosario this year, and I think having him at shortstop would answer the question of who's going to play shortstop. I know that right now we're probably going to see David Fletcher there. I know just the other day when we talked about Brandon Drury, I kind of suggested that perhaps Gio is going to see the most time there out of everyone who's new to the team. But if you added Ahmed Rosario to this team, you've got yourself a winner. You've got yourself more than a sure thing. Now, I understand it said that the Guardians would take this trade. My question is, I know that they have some infield depth, especially up the middle. And so perhaps Stefanik could find himself uh, in need there. Um, Errol Vera could be another option that they make use of. And then they just have middle infield depth for the rest of eternity over there in Cleveland. (laughs) Tucker Davidson is an interesting ad considering he seems to not have it figured out yet. Right. But we all know how much of a pitching factory that Cleveland can be and how much their rotation carried them to the playoffs last season. Perhaps they can be the ones to unlock Tucker Davidson. Yep. You know, if he were to stick around the the team this season, I think at the very least, he's a bullpen guy. He's a long relief guy who can go about three innings or one time through the rotation before he starts to get figured out. He's got good stuff when he incorporates a good pitch mix. We saw him have games where he would throw maybe three different kinds of pitches And those weren't as successful as the games where he worked in his slider and had it as a fourth pitch. It really depends on what Tucker is comfortable that day 
what he's comfortable with throwing that day. To me, I make this trade a hundred times. Mike. I look at it from the Guardians' perspective, and mm-hmm. I can see the hesitation because Rosario is a great player. I think that the reason why they would make this move, it would really be a financial move because they mm. may not think that they'd be able to afford Rosario. And I think if you got somebody like a Tucker Davidson, all of your points are are taken. I think he could be somebody. If he figures it out, he'd be a really great pitcher for them, and we'd be bummed to see them have a really great pitcher that could have been in our organization, right? And that's happened before with with previous guys that we've traded to the Guardians for somebody. And so uh, I think that it actually would be a good move for them. Here's here's where I think they could benefit from Michael Stefanik. I don't think Stefanik is going to be a second baseman for his entire career. I could see him Hmm. moving to maybe a corner outfielder spot or actually moving to first base. Stefanik hmm. is going to be a hitter. He's going to yeah. be a guy that's going to get hitter on first. Yeah. And and I think he's somebody that is going to benefit any team he goes to. He's probably going to have a high average, maybe not a whole lot of home runs, but I think hmm. I could see him being a high 290, 300 hitter, maybe have a career year and it would be in the 325s. I think he's going to be that type of player. And if you slot him over at first base, he, he feels like he fits that Guardians lineup. And so if I'm the Guardians, I I would consider this strictly from a financial perspective, but if they are somebody that is wanting to be competitive in 2023, then they would probably make this trade not before the season, but if they're not in the race in July, I could see them making this trade. And then Errol Vera, he's got a lot of potential. He's got a lot Mm. of upside, but Mm -hmm. he is going to be blocked in this angel organization with the shortstop, Zach Neto, and other guys that could potentially slot over at short or move over to second base. We'll talk about mm-hmm. them later on in the show. Arrow is not somebody who is is thought of as high as some other guys. So this could be a, an opportunity for him to be able to play somewhere else. And it seems like with the Guardians, they have a lot of middle infielders that they've developed into really great pieces. And perhaps they could use them to make some trades to really help their team in 2023. So I, I think this could benefit the Guardians from a financial perspective. I think for the Angels, though, I'm with you 100%. If we can get a great player like Rosario for those three guys, and that's not going to hurt us on the major league level or on the minor league level, I would make that trade all day long. I think I'm with you on the fact that the Guardians will probably want to run it back with Rosario while he still is affordable. And knowing that they will lose him to free agency uh, in the coming year, they will probably be more likely to make a move halfway through the season. And so, yeah, I'm with you on waiting to see what the Guardians will do, waiting to see where they stand. But it is good to know that we possibly have the pieces to get that move done. And coming up on Lockdown Angels, we're going to talk about how many players it would take to get Anthony Volpe from the Yankees. We had a listener at Lefty Danny on Twitter message us and say, hey, What about the Yankees' middle infield depth? Well, we're going to ask the question, can we have two Anthonys on the Angels? Is that allowed? We'll talk about Anthony Volpe coming up here on Locked on Angels. Locked on Angels is brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Administration. This holiday season, as you're hanging out with some friends and having a few drinks, sometimes a few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end, you may think about driving yourself home. And you might think to yourself, hey, what's the worst that could happen? The truth is, everyone knows about the risks of buzz driving and drunk driving, and the results are often tragic and deadly. However, that doesn't stop many people from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. It's why 
police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you're thinking you're okay to drive after a few drinks, please think again. Play it safe, plan ahead, get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's life forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. We want to thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. And for your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. You can go from behind the scenes for the games that matter the most. You can get the biggest stories in sports, get insights and information that only Locked On's local experts can provide. And you can do it in about 22 minutes a day. So it's not going to take up all your free time. You can do it while you get ready for work, while you're on your way to work. Get caught up and be the sports guru at work with Locked on sports today. They're available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. The name that comes up often when we're talking about getting a starting pitcher that could be maybe slotted number two behind Shohei, a right-handed pitcher, somebody good, somebody strong, somebody that could be like an ace after Otani. The name that comes up often is Tyler Glass now. Mm-hmm. Now, Tyler had an injury, was out for a while, and then came back at the end of 2022, the end of that season, and, and mm-hmm. looked good, pitched good and their expectation of him in the new year is going to be that he's going to pitch and he's going to pitch fine. He's going to be normal. Everything's going to be great. Glass now is a really intriguing name because he's young. He's got a live arm. And I would love to see him on the Angels, John. And we put his name in the trade simulator and asked the question, who could we trade to get Tyler Glass now on the Angels? And just for a tease, we would have to give up a lot. So John, why don't you give us the the median (laughs) trade value of Tyler Glass now and how and who we tried to match his number with on the Angels. I want Tyler Glass now. I want him right now. (laughs) Uh, I had to make that joke. Uh, His median trade value comes out to 31.6 according to the baseball trade simulator. Now you have to consider he's got two more years on his deal with the Rays. This year it's 5 million. Next year, it's $25 million. So, Mike, if you Whoa. were to make this trade in the trade simulator next offseason, I'm sure you would see that 31.6 trade value come down because wow. of how yeah, much it costs right. yep. and how much time is left on his contract. But at the moment, I have a feeling that the Rays will want to hold on to him for that $5 million because they are going to have to pay him much more later on down the line. And yep. you know how they work. They, they sign these guys to these deals, and once it gets too expensive, they ship them off, and they get some prospects back, and then they just keep cranking out arms and good players. So I have a feeling that's what's going to happen. But hmm. if they were to make the move this season, here are the players that you selected. It gets us to a total of 25.2. This will be a slight overpay. However, here are the four names. Edgar Caro, our number three prospect, the catcher. Kai Bush, our number four prospect, who is a pitcher. Then you have Denzer Guzman, our number five prospect. And then get this, Jose Quijada, one of our bullpen arms. And the reason why is because of the potential of his performance as a reliever. And if he goes to the Rays... You bet that they can get the best out of him. Sure. Yeah, that's that's a lot of names, a lot of big names in the Angels system. The top three, four, and five in a row yeah. would take getting glass now. It's going to cost us a lot of our future. 
And so <laughs> this is a tough one. Mike. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. You know, I look at this and yes, the trade simulator said this is a slight overpay, but let me be clear, a slight overpay for the raise mm. because we're still not meeting the 31.6 trade value of glass now we're only adding 25.2 so technically we would probably need to add maybe another arm i just Mm -hmm. didn't have the courage to do it and so (laughs) uh or at least another bat in there now here's here's the thing about this trade that would cause me to lean in the direction of yes let's do it edgar caro is going to be blocked by logan ohapi we have this expectation that that logan's going to be fantastic and and He's got a great number in the trade simulator. Kai Bush is somebody that I just would love to see in the major leagues, but he hasn't he hasn't gotten there yet. And hmm. when we had Lindsey Crosby on the show earlier this year, he said that Bush is still working on mechanics, working hmm. on some things because he's tall and lanky. And when you're tall and lanky, you have to get your mechanics down or yeah. else you're going to miss the zone often. And that's what's been happening with Kai Bush. Hmm. Guzman is a name that I wasn't familiar with, to be honest with you. Hmm. I, I saw him listed in the trade simulator pretty high, and that's why I threw his name in there. And then I did some research and realized, yeah, he's the number five prospect in this mm-hmm. organization. And then I was kind of surprised at Quejada, but it is because of his contract and because of his potential. If he goes to, to the Rays in a trade, he probably becomes their closer and he probably mm. becomes a great closer for them, right? Here's why I think that the Angels should make this trade. Each of those players, we have a matching guy already in our organization. Hmm. Somebody that either is blocking them or is similar to them. And so I, I don't think that we lose too much if we make this trade for Glass now. Here's why the Rays should make this trade. Because as you mentioned at the start of the segment, the next season, his contract becomes really expensive. Yeah. And I don't think that teams are going to trade what we would trade right now next season for Tyler Glass now mm. and just mm. one year. And so I think this would be a great trade for both teams. We are giving up a lot, but according to the trade simulator, they're saying the Rays are actually overpaying and not getting enough back. And so I, I like this trade. I think Glass now would, would slot in really well in our rotation, but what say you? This is the kind of move that you make to show Shohei Otani that you mean business. I know that we've yeah. made some really great moves in terms of filling out the middle of this batting order and this roster uh, that desperately needed depth pieces for when injuries inevitably happen. And to add an arm on the level of glass now makes this rotation insanely good because then you have back-to-back Shohei Otani and Tyler Glass now. Follow that up with Tyler Anderson and Patrick Sandoval. You've got Reed Detmers, and then your number six becomes Jose Suarez, yep. who's a good pitcher and getting yes. better every year. Yep. But if he's number six, that means your one through five is pretty darn good. And so Glass now immediately makes this team better and puts them in a position to win, puts them in a position to get to the playoffs, and then you have two games against Shohei Otani and Glass now to start oh, man. a playoff series. Mike, I think that this is a move that I would make, to be honest. I I love Edgar Caro. I love the potential that he has. Kai Bush is somebody I'm really intrigued with. But man, if we want to win in 2023, I think this is the move that you got to make.
pitcher that Locked On Angel listeners and viewers suggested is Pablo Lopez from the Marlins. And he actually had a pretty good year last season, went 10-10, and 10, great at ERA, is a guy that has really eaten up a lot of innings. And he's a younger guy, and that's what we need. We need a young arm that matches this lineup, and he's a right-handed pitcher, so when he comes mm-hmm. in, he can really slot in well behind Shohei, and not another lefty, because we do have a lot of lefties in this starting right. rotation. His total median value is 38.7, according to the trade simulator. And so, to match, I, I did a couple of, of different things. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on each one. Johnny, did you know that Taylor Ward's value in the trade simulator is 36.2? And and it really is based off of his last season and because of his contract and because of his flexibility. And so I was, I was surprised by that. Now here's (laughs) the thing. If we actually traded for Pablo Lopez, according to the trade simulator, we could just trade Taylor Ward. That's a one-to-one shot. And it would be one-to-one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Here it is, Johnny. This is it. It's trade deadline day. You have to make the decision. What would you do? Phone's ringing. <laughs> I think I'd take that trade. I think yeah. to improve the rotation and have an arm like Pablo Lopez yep. from the Marlins. Oh my gosh. A one-to-one swap is probably the best you can get. And I know Taylor Ward has been so good and he turned it around in 2022. Man, I, I think you can sacrifice a little bit of outfield offense if you want to get Pablo Lopez. I mean, look, that certainly means that you could put Drury in the outfield. You right. could put Joe right. Adele out there and Mickey Moniak out there. So woo, a one-to-one swap, Mike, I think I, as much as I love Ward, I think I would do that for Pablo Lopez. Okay, so here's the second idea that I put in there, not trading Taylor Ward. And so I put in the names that we mentioned in the previous segment for Tyler Glass Mm -hmm. now. So Kai Bush and Guzman and Caro and Quijada. And then I added Joe Adele. And the total Mm. value was 27.1. And so the trade simulator said it was a moderate overpay on the Marlins Mm. end. So Mm -hmm. interesting that we are trading five guys for one and the Marlins would still be, quote unquote, overpaying. Johnny, I think think Joe Adele... Adele on the Marlins would actually be a good move for him. It makes sense. Doesn't he, he feel would, like a Marlins right? player? He feels like a Marlins player, <laughs> and I think he'd be great. And then Kai Bush, they seem to have a young pitching factory down there. Kai Bush, mm-hmm. I think, would thrive. Guzman could come up and immediately play short or second. Caro's probably going to be the starting the starting catcher. And then Quijada, as I mentioned with the Rays, Quijada could probably be the closer for the Marlins. And so mm-hmm. they're getting five guys, which you know yeah. the Marlins need. They need young guys who are, are very costly, and, mm-hmm. you know, able to not have to pay a lot of money. And so what about this move? Would this move be one that you would make for Pablo Lopez? I don't think I would give five players for Pablo Lopez. I mean, he, he's got a sub for ERA and he yeah. went 10 and 10 last season. Uh, I believe it was a 375 ERA in 2022. Mike, I just think that that's, that's too many names. That's too many good names. Yep. Uh, I would do that for Glass now. I don't think I would do it for Pablo Lopez. I think that's yeah. that's kind of where I draw the line there. It's hard to be a GM. <laughs> like I can I imagine making those phone calls, and I know that they're they're valuing other things outside of what the trade simulator is saying. But I like this because it gives us a sense as to 
what it takes to trade players because often you'll see mm-hmm. comments that are like, hey, if we traded Bob Sacamano and Jay Riemann Schneider <laughs> for Barry Bonds, I think we could do it, you know? Right, <laughs> so right. I just, I think that this gives us a good sense of like what's reasonable, what's logical. Now, Johnny, you mentioned that a listener threw out the Yankees prospect, the number one mm-hmm. prospect in the Yankees organization. And I think, is he the number one prospect in baseball or am I wrong there? I don't think it's baseball. I okay. think it's uh, number one prospect for the Yankees. Yeah, this came from at Lefty Danny on Twitter. He had a message for us and just wondered if the Yankees had the middle infield depth that the Angels would want and what it might take to get it done. And so, Mike, you did Anthony Volpe to start out this experiment. Yeah. And his trade value is 50. Yeah. So that is a quite a high reach. So a trade for him is going to take some names like we've mentioned already. Yep. A major leaguer like Ward or an arm like Jose Suarez. Yeah. Here's who we have that actually has a big value. And that's Zach Neto at 22.4 and Logan Ohapi at 24.4. So really, if you're going to make a trade there and get Anthony Volpe, you're kind of trading for somebody who's more major league ready in Volpe than Neto. Mm -hmm. But... You know, because Volpe could arrive this season, definitely 2024, I'm sure. But uh, Neto seems to be on his way up really fast. I think his estimated arrival is 24. Yep. If we don't even see him at some point this season, just to get a, get a good look. I would be sad to lose out on Ohapi. I think that yeah. he is the catcher that we need for the future. I also think, Mike, that once Stassi's contract's up, and Edgar Caro might be closer than we think. And then we have Ohapi and Caro back Ooh, there. Yeah. Uh, and and I keep saying it, and you can call me crazy if you want. Maybe I'll do the research and get some video and compare. I get Buster Posey vibes ah, from Logan Ohapi. Yeah. The way he swings it, the way he catches. If, if he's the next Buster Posey, then I'm keeping him. So right. I, I think that the Angels have a looming question around shortstop. And Volpe would certainly be a huge get, but to me, giving up a hoppy in that, that would be tough for me. Yeah, and especially just trading for him and giving up Brandon Marsh. I don't think, I think he's off limits, to be quite honest mm. with you. I don't think that they're going to let him go. I think they want to see what they got. The only benefit with Yankee rookies is they have a pretty good success rate when they come they up. They come up and they right? tear it up, man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Speaking, of, speaking of those young guys, I even threw in Eswaldo Cabrera. He yeah. is a. He actually got baseman. some play time he did. Uh, last season, too. Yep. Yeah. Now, here's what's interesting his trade value is 11.3. And I wonder hmm. if it's because he got play t- playing time. And and hmm. we haven't really seen Volpe in the major leagues yet. So right. his is 11.3. So we could get him for Edgar Caro, who is a 9.3 value. Uh, the hmm. trade simulator said that that would be accepted. That's an interesting trade there. Um, and then a combination of Guzman and Quejada, which had a total value of 10.8, we could get uh, Oswaldo Cabrera as well. And so I thought that was interesting. Perhaps he slides over to play shortstop, or maybe we keep hmm. him at second base, and then Neto mm-hmm. is our shortstop of the future. But would you make that trade for Cabrera? I think I wouldn't do the Caro trade. I'm I'm really high on Edgar Caro. Yeah. I really like and and I'm excited for him. Denzer Guzman and Jose Quijada. I think I would make that move. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not really losing a lot in Quijada and Guzman. Of course, somebody that we could really use in the future. But if Cabrera could come and and make an impact, and like you said, Yankee rookies have a tendency to come up and just are MLB ready right from the get go. Right. I think about. So many that they've had over the years, like Miguel Andujar came out hot as a rookie. 
got second place to Shohei, of course. Uh, <laughs> and then you got like Gliber Torres who came out ready. So yeah, these guys just come up and, and tear it up. So I think Cabrera can make an immediate impact. And I think because we have such a array of arms in the minor leagues, I think that you could get rid of like a Jose Quijada and replace him with somebody from the minor leagues. Sure. And then of course you've got Denzer Guzman. I think, I think that I make that move with Guzman and Quijada for Oswaldo, Oswaldo Cabrera. So Danny, thank you for your suggestion. We hope that that was insightful and uh, appreciate you uh, asking about it. Thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. They share the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. They're available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, be sure to get at us at Locked On Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. Mike, we're taking on the haters on Tuesday, so you're going to want to get in our social media and our mentions because we are going to be talking about a player who somehow became very controversial. Yeah. But uh, what do we have for on deck for Tuesday's show? Uh, we're going to talk about David Fletcher, and because, because we're taking on the haters, we're going to tell you why you're wrong about David Fletcher. That's coming up on Tuesday on Locked on Angels. We hope you guys have a great Christmas weekend, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Because of that, we are going to air that episode on Tuesday. So next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, we'll catch you here on Locked on Angels. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas to you. We hope you have a great holiday weekend, and we'll see you back here on Tuesday.